Welcome to The Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get where you want to go. Whether you are in your car, folding laundry, cooking, cleaning, or maybe even just enjoying a cup of coffee and a few minutes of quiet, we're so glad you're joining us today. Here's your host, wife, mom of six kids, foster mom, entrepreneur, and author, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of the Crystal Payne Show. This is the last episode of 2023, and we decided for this episode to bring back a guest who we've had on the show before, who had the second highest most listened to. That's a lot of ad- adjectives. I was going to say adverbs. Adjectives. Um, second highest most listened to episode in 2023. And if you're wondering what the first highest one was, it was the episode that Jesse and I did on shiny happy people and my honest thoughts on that. We'll link to that in the show notes below. But if you're wondering the second most listened to episode, that was none other than my daughter, Catherine Payne. Uh, She is back again. Actually, the episode that was the second highest listened to episode was Catherine and Caitlin talking about their trip to London and Amsterdam. I had to think where else you went. And apparently people are very interested in that episode. We need to get Caitlin back on the show. But Catherine was willing to come back on today to talk about her first semester of college, give you all some updates and just talk about some lessons that she learned the last six months. I know that many of you have been following on Instagram. Many of you have been interested in just hearing more about this journey and what it's been like to launch a child. And so I've talked about it from my perspective, but I thought it'd be really fun to get her on to share more from her perspective. And she is officially done as of yesterday, two days ago, two days ago, officially done with her first semester of college. So how does it feel? Amazing. (laughs) I'm so glad to be done. Like it was so much fun and I'm going to miss everybody for the break, but it was also, it's also going to be really nice to not have work to do or be more on my own schedule. You should say it's nice to not have schoolwork to do because probably we're going to keep you busy with different projects. For sure. So let's go back to the very beginning. You left here. You drove away that Sunday, I remember, and you didn't know any, really anyone at the school that you chose to go to. Um, You were going there because it was a close to home. It was a good deal. And you felt like you'd be able to get some good, solid gen ed classes, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you really didn't know how it was going to be. Yeah. I went into the year thinking it would be a transition year, not really knowing if I would stay at MTSU. And then I ended up really liking it. And so I think I'm going to stay for all four years. That's a plan now. So talk to us about what it was like to go to this new school, to live in a new house with all of these new people and just not knowing. I mean, there were a lot of unknowns as to what this year was going to be like. And it was probably the first time in your life that you'd felt like there were so many unknowns at once, so much newness. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, I mean, the only other time I'd really experienced anything like that was the transition from, I'm trying to think, uh, going from homeschooling to school and then switching schools because I had I didn't know anybody back in 
what was it, seventh grade? It would have been sixth grade. Sixth, seventh grade. Then halfway through seventh grade. Yeah, but ever Mm -hmm. since then, I've been at the same school. And so I'd known the same people. I didn't have all that newness that came with college or that the newness of meeting a whole bunch of new people, I guess. Going from high school to college, the newness, the new people, the new environment, I didn't know my way around. Finding where I was going on the map, um, (laughs) uh, living by myself, all that was very, very different, you know. I'd been going to the same school five years, same people, been living in a house with seven other people for the past I don't even know. And that it's a it was a big transition. Mm-hmm. But I just surrounded myself with people who were friendly, outgoing, wanted to go and just do stuff. And then I said yes to a lot of different random activities. Like uh we went to a Bob Ross paint night at this college ministry and that's how I got plugged in there. And uh, I, I knew no one, but, you know, I just showed up, be friendly, meet people, and then r- friendships blossom from there. And so I really think to see you, you had to step outside your comfort zone a lot. Yes. To, and I remember when you got invited to that Bob Ross paint night, which you got invited because you'd gone to orientation. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, this girl I met at orientation, she invited me, but I knew no one else there. Mm-hmm. It was, and I like met her briefly, like a two minute conversation, got invited. And then I showed up and you, I remember cause we were at your house that day, kind of helping you move some stuff in and college hadn't even started yet. It was a few days before it was supposed to start. And you were kind of thinking, how oh, should I go? I don't know anybody. Mm-hmm maybe I should just go back home with you guys. And I remember just saying, go mm-hmm. and go. You'll never know what you will miss out on yeah. if you don't say yes. And so you did. And mm-hmm. I remember then you came home a few hours later, just so excited because you'd met, you met a lot of people that night and really ended up having a great night. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And I also won the contest for happiest little accident. They had, they had a, they had a, um, the best one, which me and my art skills, obviously, we didn't win that one. Um, there was the most creative one. Um, my one, mine was creative, but I, I took home the prize for happiest little accident, and I got a little bobblehead and everything. I think that was really what what made me stay getting you the were, bobblehead. <laughs> it was the bobblehead. I still have that thing. College it's, ministry people, yeah. listen up. Just just give prizes with bobbleheads, and you'll and free food. Free food is really important. <laughs> Yeah, because I feel like at the beginning you were showing up. You're like, well, they have dinner. So. Yeah, well, I I didn't want to pay for stuff, and they they had free food and in conversation, I guess too. But they had free food, and I was living on a budget. I'm balling on a budget. I gotta go get some free food, and so that was kind of one other thing that drew me in. But pretty quickly, I feel like with going to that Bob Ross paint night. And then that kind of led to you feeling comfortable saying yes to some other things. Cause then you would know a few people at those other things. And within a few weeks you had gone to a lot of different events yeah, and really started to get very quickly plugged in. Yeah. The, the first two weeks I just, I said yes. to whatever was in front of uh, appropriately, obviously, but like whatever opportunity there was in front of me, I was just like, okay, yeah, I'll go. 
I'll go. You, you, you know, it was, I might have known one other person, but I just went because I, you know, I didn't know anybody and I wanted to put myself out there. God really just like gave me energy those first few weeks. I have no idea how I did it, but like, I've never been that extroverted before. Like I'm, I'm an introvert, but I can kind of flip the switch, but not for a long time. But for that, those whole, that whole first two weeks, I just, I was an extrovert. I don't know how it happened, but it happened. And I think God really carried me through with that. Cause I don't know if like making friends those first few weeks was really important. And I still have so many of those friendships now. Well, and I feel like that's what then laid the foundation for you to have a good semester because you weren't by yourself. You had community. You weren't trying to do this alone without anybody else. You knew people, you knew names, people knew your name. You had places to go as far as you got connected with a college ministry that has a building right there close to college that you could go hang out in between classes. And, And I just felt like that was such a gift to you for this semester, especially just going in, not knowing anyone. Mm-hmm. So how has it been for you living by yourself? That was a huge change. Ooh, that was a big change. Um, it, It's honestly, I've really appreciated it because like I've had to be a lot more independent. I was, I was independent here, but it brings a level of responsibility to that independence because, you know, I have to go I don't know. I never thought about buying salt and pepper before buying ranch, but yeah, I have to go or, you know, paper towels, laundry detergent, that those little things. And then everything is I have to do like I have to do all the cleaning I have to, which is obvious, but it's just, you know, I have to have my own schedule for everything, my own schedule for cleaning and my own schedule for restocking, going to the store. And so it's also expensive. It doesn't just show up in the fridge yeah, or thanks, get washed while you're gone at school or something. Yeah. And longtime listeners or readers of the blog are going to say, wait, hold up. You said you bought paper towels. I thought your mom does not buy paper towels. Oh, yeah. I'm a paper, paper towel buyer. I'm, <laughs> I didn't, I don't know. I didn't inherit that lack of paper towel tree or whatever that is. <laughs> you did inherit one thing though, and that was, you said you really like to have clean countertops. Oh, yes. I cannot stand stuff on the countertops for myself. Like, whenever I go to other people's house, I don't notice it. But just for myself, like, I can't have a toaster on my... I, I'll have, like, little decorations and stuff, like two candles. <laughs> but, like, I can't, I can't have stuff on the counter. It's just... I don't know. You know, if I was going to pass something down, I feel like I'm okay with passing that down. Also, I put an odd amount of stuff in the freezer because... I, I don't know. I feel like you do that. And then can, I just, I thought everything goes in the freezer. You can use it as just extra storage because you might as well stick it in the freezer if you have the space. You know? Yeah. Well, like people will come over to my house and they're like, why do you stick that in the freezer? I was like, I don't know. My mom told me to. <laughs> my mom told me to. So yeah. Thanks. It's extra pantry space. Yeah. So you talked earlier about how you had initially envisioned that you were going to go to MTSU for a year and then you were going to transfer to UTK and yeah. you, that was your plan. Yeah. So what do you think changed your mind on that? Because you decided, I would, I feel like at least halfway through the semester, you were pretty sure that that was 
going to be the case? What changed your mind? Well, I realized that UTK, I, I, uh, after visiting UTK, cause you know, Will goes there and then I have a bunch of friends who go there and so I'll go and visit them. And I, you know, I just, it wasn't the environment for me. It was like the buildings were big and I don't know. It like MTSU, it just feels like a lot more. Um, it, it feels like we could make it smaller. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like with the community, I started building. You know, you see everybody on campus. You walk past people. You say hi. You. It becomes a lot closer. It's not as big. Whereas UTK, it just felt really, really big. And um, I. It's not like that much of a size difference, but whenever you're actually walking around on campus, you really realize the difference between the schools. And um, I, I think it's a couple thousand. I mean, MTSU. I thought big. that I thought that UTK. It's over. I thought it was over thirty thousand, and that MTSU was twenty thousand. But that's it, just off the top of my yeah, head, remembering well, I, from the when we did the college tours. So that could be off, but it's it's not a huge difference. But I would say definitely, I did the UTK college tour with you. And I felt like this is like a city. Yeah. I, I mean, it feels like a city. Whereas MTSU, I don't know. I you, feel like there's more space at MTSU to me. It felt yeah, like UTK yeah, yeah. is everything is kind of packed together and tall. Mm-hmm. Like there's all these tall buildings and parking garages and it just feels like a bustling sort of city. All these people walking yeah. everywhere where MTSU feels like there's a lot more grass and yeah. space and buildings are further apart I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing but that was just from my impression that's how it felt yeah I it it's a lot more grassy and I don't know I just like it you you walk around and you can have your quiet time and it's whereas UTK you were walking around you kind of get lost and stuff I don't know it, it's just it's I like both schools but I feel like MTSU is a lot more of my my type of place and I think it really helped to make all these connections. And it's not too expensive. Yes, it is a lot, a lot less expensive. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. If you've heard me talk at all over the last few years, you know that I went through a season where I had very severe seasonal allergies and it took me a while to figure out what was triggering it and it was debilitating. If you've ever suffered from this, I actually had my polyps got really swollen in my nose and then I got chronic rhinitis. So I could not smell out of my nose. And not only that, but I would have these really awful headaches, the kind that just kept me from being able to enjoy my life. And I started going to an ENT and one of the things that he recommended was Claritin D. And so for a time period, I took Claritin and it was such a help to me. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. It works so well. 
I am a living testament to how well it works. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. So if you've ever suffered from seasonal allergies, if you can relate to kind of some of the things that I have experienced and you want some relief... I highly recommend checking out Claritin D. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Amwar makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Amwar, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for new-to-use styles. Now, I mentioned on the podcast recently that I have been pregnant or breastfeeding for four and a half years, and that season of my life came to a close recently, and I was like, I forgot I can wear normal clothes again that don't need to be breastfeeding friendly or constantly changing in sizes with a postpartum body. And so now I'm left with trying to figure out, well, what do I wear? What is my style? I can't even remember. And styles have changed so much in the last few years. And so I've been having fun experimenting with different types of clothing. And I love that Amoir has allowed me to try some different styles of jeans and kind of step outside my comfort zone and figure out what I love, what works for my body type, and to not have spent money on things that I was like, "Mm, actually, this doesn't work after I wore it a few times and realized I don't really like it. And so it's been a great opportunity for me to try out some new things and help me to define my personal style. And I also love that the style quiz, the different suggestions that they gave after I took the style quiz, it was right in line with what I would want to wear. And so I have just loved this service and I would love for you to get to try it out and get a great deal. Right now, my listeners can give Amoir a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit amoir.style forward slash crystal. That is amoir.style A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash crystal to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Amoir today. This episode is sponsored by Byheart, and I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in and all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to 
gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. So you mentioned Will who if people are not following on Instagram closely, they might not know that Will is your boyfriend, that you've been together for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he goes to UTK. And, I said that already. Yes, no, but he's, get, and he's getting ready to transfer to... Yeah, he's going to go to UTC soon. But I know that a lot of people ask me how that's been for you guys, and you don't have to share whatever you don't feel comfortable sharing, but I just think that that's for... A lot of people wondering, you know, how has it been to navigate you guys both being in college? Because you went to school in the small Christian school together and you guys saw each other every day at school. So then to be in two separate, completely different environments, how has that been? I mean, it it's just taken a lot of, you know, talking on the phone, texting. Um, it's... It's a lot different because you you can't just like oh okay you want to go to you want to go to Target you want to you want to come help me get gas that like those little types of outings you can't do anymore so it's just a lot of you know texting talking on the phone keep keeping in good communication and um I mean it's it's had its hard moments because like we're not constantly able to just show up places for each other and stuff but I I don't know it's it's helped with our communication though I'd say well that's I know whenever Jesse went to Patrick Henry and I was back in Wichita and we had a year where we were doing the long distance thing and there are a lot of challenges but at the same time you it forces you to learn to communicate because you cannot rely upon just being in the same room together and hanging out you have to talk because that's the only way that you're going to keep your friendship Looking back over the last semester, would you say that it was harder or easier or about kind of what you thought it would be? Um, what area? Any area. Okay, so making friends, uh, making acquaintances. Acquaintances. <laughs> acquaintances is much easier than I thought it would be. Um, just getting to know people was really easy. Everybody wants to make friends, and so everybody's willing to try a friendship. Um, making good friends, that's a little bit harder. Um, you know, it takes time and you're just getting thrown into college. You don't really have a foundation of friendship. So that's a little bit harder. Um, academics, there's a lot of writing in my classes. I'm taking a lot of history classes too, but it's a lot. Um, and I think I've had to write over like around 60 to 70 pages worth of, I I don't know, like I've had 
two or three writing assignments every single week that are pages and pages long and I'm not a strong writer so I've had to work on it a little bit um you I I would disagree with you I think you are a much stronger writer than you give yourself credit for it takes me a long time though it it's you know a lot of people I know they can knock out these papers pretty pretty quickly um and like it takes it takes me a bit longer to come up with stuff because it's just my creative process, I guess. I think you're also more analytical. I think I would be the kind just, oh, write whatever first comes to my mind and just get it done where you want to explore things from all the different angles and make sure. It's because I want to get it right. Like it's, it's a perfectionist thing, but it's not exactly because I'm okay with it not being perfect, but I want to get it as accurate as I can. So I take my time with it, which, you know, it means whatever I write isn't, is, accurate it just takes a long time for me to you want to do it well you want to do it well talk about your history project that you had you just (laughs) finished up okay so what about it (laughs) like how tell us tell them about what you had to do okay so basically i um it was a 10 page essay and presentation on uh my family tree and the perspective my family had of history but i started it really really late i had ideas and i was doing research early like two weeks prior three weeks prior but actual sitting down and writing the project it took me a long time to actually get started i procrastinated and i ended up writing all of the 10 page paper the night before (laughs) and um i a lot of people in my class ended up doing it. it there was like i think 18 20 people in that class and most of them did it the few nights before so i was not alone in it but i ended up staying until 5 30 a.m staying up the night it was due at nine i think the the paper was due at nine and the presentation was at 10 because she she did the i don't know they had different due dates but anyways not the point i did the entire 10-page paper and presentation the night before, went to bed at 5.30 a.m., got up at like 7, 8-something, and yeah, it was an interesting day. I was very, very ha- like caffeinated and running off adrenaline because I finally got my project done. and it, it turned out really well. The presentation part, like the visual presentation part, was a little bland. Threw some pictures in there every once in a while, but it was mostly just me presenting orally because... I felt like I could explain better than, and I didn't really want to write a whole bunch of stuff on the slides because that would take me longer. But it turned out, it turned out well. I, I'd say it turned out well. It was a success, but it just, I shouldn't have waited that long. You learned your lesson from it. Hey, you got it in, in time. Yes. And you learned a lot from it. Yes. A lot of family history. You taught us a lot of family history that we didn't know. You know, everything from pain. So I focused on the pain side because we had a lot of research done for that. And dad did a bunch of stuff with Ancestry.com or whatever and traced it back all the way to like Norfolk County, England, Great Ellingham, I think. That was crazy stuff. But it was back to like the 1300s. And I talked about that. I talked about like all the the big events, some of the big events in American history and how our family's perspective was on those events, if that makes sense. And you had, um, dad said that 
um, his dad helped you got on the phone and talked to him and oh, got yes. some help. I found out some interesting family lore. Like um, all of his medical experience with uh, it, it te- medical technology experience. It was so cool. Like some of the experiences that he had, I had no idea and I got to learn. And it was really, really interesting. So I was glad that I got that conversation with him. Dad said he was on the call too and he loved listening in and he he was telling me all the stuff that he learned from it. So it I guess so our whole family benefited from this history project. But next time, let's start a little bit yeah. earlier. <laughs> yeah, I learned that lesson. So as we close this episode, I would love for you to speak to the teen, especially the senior who is thinking of college, maybe the junior. I know we probably don't have very many of them who listen to the episode, but maybe their parents could have them listen to this little clip. What advice would you have? What do you wish someone had told you a year ago as you were looking ahead to college? What advice would you give to that teenager, that senior, that junior who is thinking ahead to college? Um, I'd say the the first thing I would recommend is to really be intentional with reaching out to people. Everybody is new. Everybody is figuring out what they where their place is in college. It's our first time being in that environment it's everybody's first time and so don't be afraid to go up to people that everybody's just really longing for other people to recognize them and go up to them so be that person who goes up and recognizes people or initiates a conversation first because everybody is just waiting for that to happen to them i guess and um other inform- other suggestion you're going to make it through. It's it's going to be okay. Sometimes it feels really overwhelming and it feels like you're not going to make it through. It's but it, that moment is going to pass. One thing I say I would say is that college really helps you define your faith a lot more. You know, before college, I mean depending on the person, but sometimes before college like faith can be really dependent upon your family and you know you go to church every week with your family but whenever you hit college it's like okay you get to make that decision it's it's no longer you following your parents to church it's you choose your own church you choose whether you want to go to a college ministry or not and so don't be afraid to ask hard questions with that um it can be I mean, depending on what type of school you go to, you'll get different experiences with people's reaction to faith. But don't be afraid to ask hard questions and find people, surround yourself with people who are encouraging and are willing to help you walk through those questions. Um, And find a good, a good, it does, you don't have to fully agree with it in the moment, but like some sort of good church or ministry. Another part, uh, another piece of information I'd say is college can be super overwhelming or the idea of college can be super overwhelming, but everybody is in, everybody is in the same place. Everybody is going through the same thing. Everybody is new. And so don't be afraid to reach out to people first and 
make that first step towards friendship, reach out to people, ask people for their phone numbers, or snaps or Instagrams, and then reach out to them trying to like, you don't have to stay friends with those people, but it's nice to have people you can go to events with and meet new people with. Um, that really helped me the first few weeks, just having people I can text and be like, Hey, you want to, you want to come to this, this thing I heard about with me. Just have, having people from the beginning who can, uh, you don't have to be super close friends with, but people who can, you can connect to and then bring places was really nice. And I should not be talking because I am a procrastinator, but start good habits and have a good routine early on and study um, started on projects earlier. I learned that the hard way with my history project. Um, another thing that I would say is if you have online classes, schedule a time out of your week to do that class consistently. Like sometimes with online classes, you know, you get really behind really easily because you kind of just forget about it or you will um, be focused on your in-person classes. But if you set a time aside every single week to get a little bit of that class done. Like for, um, I had a econ class, an online econ class, and I got really behind really quickly because, you know, you focus so much on the classes that you see in person that you're interacting with constantly. And then you kind of forget about those online classes. But if you schedule a section of time out once a week, twice a week, depending on the workload of that class, you can get it done throughout the year, obviously. And so you don't have to worry about it at the end. A lot of people who I know, they were finishing their online classes up and finishing the assignments up very last minute, along with all their finals. And then they had a lot more things to worry about than they should have. You know, they, you have that time throughout the whole semester to get that done. So get it done. Thank you so much for sharing, Catherine. I really appreciate your honesty and just bringing a lot of wisdom. I'm so grateful to have you for my daughter. It's just been so much fun to watch you this year, watch you as you've stepped into this unknown and you've just really made your faith your own. You've learned all these practical tips to be able to be organized, be intentional and to develop relationships and to juggle a lot of things. And I just have loved the experience of getting to see you catapulting into adulthood and I'm excited to see what God has for you this next year. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com. 